Never Not Funny with Jimmy Pardo is a true pioneer of comedy podcasts. It started back in 2006 when I was just like four or five years old. And starting this week, Jimmy's releasing a brand new game show spinoff right in the Never Not Funny feed. It's called Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo, and each episode features a celebrity co-host. This week, his co-host is Jamila Jamil of The Good Place, but they've also got episodes lined up with John Hamm, Sarah Silverman. Head over to Never Not Funny in your podcast app, hit subscribe, and you'll hear new episodes of Never Not Funny and the new game show spinoff, Playing Games with Jimmy Pardo, all in one place. This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart, and as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback, and I encourage you to continue the conversation in your own life and with your own community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, this week's episode is a chat with video producer and body-positive style icon Jasmine Robbins. Please enjoy, and maybe I'm going to see you in New York, because I'm there this week for 10 sold-out shows. Woohoo! I've been feeling wrong, but I'm still holding on, darling, I know, I know, I know it's careless. Hi. Hi! <laughs> I waited till right before you were about to drink. I always have folks introduce themselves. Will you introduce yourself? Yes. My name is Jasmine Robbins. I am a video producer. Um, I model sometimes. You know, I'm one of those people that just does a lot, but all of it makes me happy. So, oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm, um, I guess I do a lot with body positivity. Um, I speak to a lot of communities, uh, queer community, women of color, la, 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 la. You know, just want us all to feel good. First of all, thank you. That is also what I want. I also want us all to feel good. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think, well, um, I think when we're, no, body positivity, I think has, had like a little bit of a well for me it feels like my reference point for that sort of being like a cohesive movement Uh is like instagram related yeah yeah but like what for you is is that is that how like how did you come into that like i mean it's not like i don't think i think it's not like i think people weren't I can think of people who've also written about it, right. like the Lindy West or like the yes. Roxanne Gays. But yes. then that's you know, and that's also people just um, like some of it's body positivity, uh, some of it Roxanne Gays maybe a little bit more like this is a struggle that I'm experiencing, yes. but I'm honest. You know, like I mm-hmm. think it, I guess it's just people talking about their bodies. To be honest, yeah, yeah that's the <laughs> the interesting thing is that it's something so simple, and what. I think of it as is people talking about their bodies that aren't accepted in media, right? I, I yes. That thank aren't you for the pushed in media. Yes, thank you for that. That uh, that's such a good way of of phrasing it. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I think about you know like where I'm encountering this mm-hmm. most, it really is right now. Like it, like I can think of that writing, but other than that, I can think of. Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Where I first came across it, um, there were, I mean, of course, when, like, blogs were a thing, like, um, Gabby Fresh and Nicolette Mason, who are two, like, OG bloggers, um, and then they moved on to Instagram, and Instagram, and I guess YouTube would be the two places which YouTube is still kind of like getting into it and pushing out um, different bodies to be popular or whatever. But um, yeah, Instagram, I think is also the, I don't want to say the easiest, but like Instagram is just so huge. So is YouTube, but I feel like more people have Instagram than YouTube channels. Does that make sense? Well, also, I guess, I guess it makes sense in this specific context because, not that I don't want to like hear words out of people's mouths. Of course, I do. That's why you're here. That's why we're yes, talking. Yes, yes, yes. But I think that when when what you're trying to do is either celebrate, display, mm-hmm, discuss, or mm-hmm. just like 
have exactly. a body that's not being represented. Exactly. The best way to do that is to, you know, show it. Like, yeah. is it, like I guess that's what that's what's being fought. Yeah. Is that like we're you know I'm absent from all this. Of course. So let me show you what I look like. Of course, and it requires something that you don't have to watch a whole video to understand. And you can just you get know? it with your eyeballs. Exactly. Like because print media. Um, well, I guess I, actually maybe this is a question I should ask. Is like how you know when you think about the space that you're occupying right now, like, Mm -hmm. what do you think about as being the other forces around you that you're like, I'm not that I'm this, like, like I'm thinking of print media. What are you thinking of? I think of print as well. And, uh, print, I think of, um, now it's a little bit more like who's in ads on Instagram and who's in campaigns, which a lot of those campaigns are rolled out on websites and on Instagram as well. So it's, it's interesting because before, you know, we would see, um, well, I'm going to speak for myself, but I assume you too. Um, we would see like magazines and be like, oh, that's not me. That's not me. You know, there's a billboard. That's not me. And now those campaigns that we would see in magazines are now on, um, like in ads before the YouTube video we watch and um, scrolling campaigns on Instagram, you know? So it's, it's different, but it still consumes just as much, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think about maybe also, um, I guess I'm also thinking about like casting as being, just another place I think I'm seeing this the most. Mm-hmm. Um, like the evolution of a show like Mike and Molly to like now to, I think of something like Orange is the New Black where there's just yeah. like, there's, it's still like sort of traditionally celebrated body types that get a lot of roles on that show or yeah. get some of the leads. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. there's also, there's enough characters that like. Cover a lot, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, no. cover a lot. Yeah, yeah. Netflix is doing <laughs> something very well over there, um, especially with Oranges and New Black and a lot of their stuff. But yes, I agree. Um, now, it's interesting to me because this is something that I've spoken about on several platforms or whatever, because now there are companies that are coming into casting and celebrating different body types. Right. And um, not just like your quote unquote standard size, whether it's smaller, bigger, abled bodies, non-abled bodies, just like doing every different types of things, skin tones, whatever presentation. Um, But What I'm hoping for in the future is like they can take this a step further because say you have um, my friend, for example, modeled for Sports Illustrated and um, she's one of their like first like plus size girls um, for her culture. I'm not even going to screw up her culture because I don't know what it specifically is, but I know it's different um, for what they've been showing. And they posted her on her on Sports Illustrated Instagram and the comments were just like this isn't healthy la 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 we are not celebrating fat bodies and i understand that it is great that sports illustrated or anybody any old school company that has been around for a while is changing and wanting to be more diverse but i really hope companies start thinking about the people that they're putting out there to like head these Mm. um because i feel like a lot of times the people who are doing that are just getting torn apart in their comments and you either need to a make sure you show up for them and like um defend them or b uh emotionally support and pay them <laughs> like there needs to be more money for people that are doing this because oh my god i, see I it, am like so affected by what you just said i see it all the time all the time you know i i for me that's making me because because uh my like first field or my primary field is stand-up that mm-hmm. makes me think of like maybe this is public knowledge but if it's not in, uh netflix got rid of its rating system like you remember how it used to be stars oh it you everything used to have it doesn't they don't have this anymore but it used to be a five star rating system okay and they got rid of their rating system when Amy Schumer released her first special with Netflix oh. because so many people that and I mean I, it's not this is not a this has nothing to do with anybody's opinion of Amy right. Schumer right so many people are 
motivated by like the hate response. Yes. That they fucked with her oh. star rating. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Amy at the time had already um oh my god, what is her big movie? Uh that oh. uh, train wreck. Yes. It was like she was already like headlining a big feature film. Mm-hmm. And so she Oh I remember that. Like had enough power mm-hmm. that she um talked openly about this yeah. I mean, because it, it's not just like, that actually fucks with her business. Yeah. You know, like it, it fucks with her ability to sell exactly. another thing. Exactly. And like, I don't, it has nothing to do with, I don't care what you think about her yeah. comedy. Yeah. Like to fuck with somebody's business because of who they happen to be. Just It was exactly. literally just like, this is a woman. We're going to fuck with her business and make it harder for her yeah. to earn. Yeah. In a situation where it's already harder for her to earn. earn. And she, that's why, that's why Netflix does it. So they took away the star rating. That's great. To keep to keep her happy. Yeah. And yeah. like, and so then that's you're really talking, it is really good. Yeah. So then you're talking about somebody who they're so excited. They're breaking in. You yes. Know, Sports Illustrated. Yes. They might not have, you know, this is not somebody who's top. Oh, line, no, top no, no. Lining a major feature film. And so, exactly. So you're right that it, I guess then the onus does really fall on the company. Yeah. You know, cause if it's not going to fall on, Amy Schumer's reps. Exactly. Then, you know, that's it's somebody yeah. that's much more exposed. Yeah, and it's happening so often that um because companies are changing their like branding to yeah. we want to work with um influencers and people right. that are like cool on Instagram that don't aren't like huge celebrities, right? Right. But they're like have a decent following and then you put them out there and yes, they're going to be so excited that they're in this big campaign, but they're also going to be like, I mean, we've all read terrible comments about ourselves. It sucks. I, I was just going to, I mean, I was just going to say, I'm sure this has happened. Yeah. No, I, rec- I recently had a, a, an experience where I was really worried about how something would be received. Uh-huh. I, I'm like, a, I got a role on um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, where I'm cool. like Rosa's girlfriend. And Amazing. Rosa's a beloved character on the show. Yes, congrats. And thank you. And yeah. in the past- they, the character's bisexual uh-huh. and has dated men oh, and okay. then dated Gina Rodriguez, oh. like, or like had a flirtation with Gina Rodriguez. Yeah. And then I'm the next one, you know? <laughs> so for me, I was like, so different. I was exactly, I was like so stoked, like, oh my God, I can't believe they went with somebody yeah. more butch than this character who's, who's kind of perceived, like, yeah. the way Steph- Stephanie Beatrice is, plays this character on the show, just uh-huh. like butch character. Yeah. They're like, they, they hired a leather jacket to play opposite a leather jacket. Right, like, right, right. I couldn't believe it, but I really was like, "Are people going to be okay with yeah. this? Like, and how? And how am I going to protect yeah. myself?" No, I feel and that it, I haven't. I didn't dig in too deep, but I didn't. I didn't get what I anticipated, which mm-hmm. was amazing, and yeah. also not my normative experience. Exactly, you know? which we're. It sucks to be others but we're used to seeing shit you know and and reading terrible things about ourselves but that doesn't make it right (laughs) (laughs) no that doesn't make it right when you're repping a brand you know so i'm hoping like moving forward no matter who it is no matter just anybody who's different than the norm that companies can start recognizing i love this i think this is so smart yeah and i mean i guess i would want to ask like about your experience in this, oh. you know, I mean, if anything that you want to share, like, I yeah. guess, I guess here's the question that I have. If I'm assuming that you might have had an evolution on this because uh-huh. I have. Uh-huh. So I guess I'm curious about like what it was like before and what it's like now. Yeah. If you have had an evolution. So yeah. maybe I'll ask that question first. Have you had any sort of evolution on this? Um, You mean like before? Like... You're you're seeing people say you're you're stepping yes. out yeah. representing yourself. You're yeah. seeing people say terrible shit. Uh-huh. Have you had an evolution oh, yeah. in how you handle that? Yeah. First, can I ask you what's your sign? Oh, I'm a Libra. Okay, so am I. Oh my god, hello. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, I just needed to know. What, uh, what what context does that give you? No, I just needed to know what energy I was working with here, to be honest. Oh my god. <laughs> I should have looked. I'm surprised I didn't look this up, to be honest. Yeah. When's your birthday? October 17th. When's oh, your birthday? The first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. How does that affect because I'm like so not into this yeah shit. yeah yeah so like tell me how that affects well Libras first of all um we're super like community communicative nailed it there we that's go that's the word nailed um, it um also just very like I'm very 
I either have a really bold statement to say uh-huh. or nothing at all. I will <laughs> shut down, you know? Um, and then sometimes, I don't know, it's just like a flow. Like, we're just like, you know, chill. Mm. So I was just like, where are we going? Just yeah. making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. Evolution of me. Oh, yes. First time I, okay, when I started like making or being in YouTube videos at BuzzFeed, I was like, um, doing like body positive things, not really recognizing it, not really wanting a following from it, to be honest. Um, the first video, like big video I was in, I wore a swim, uh, bikini to the beach for the first time. And I like, hadn't done that. I was also just like, you know, it's something that uh, a lot of people could understand in some sort. I think no matter what your body type is, you're kind of nervous to do that, you know? Um, so I did that. Went out on YouTube. I didn't think a thing of it until I started reading those comments. And I was like, oh, duh, Jasmine. Like, you put your body out there on YouTube. Like, of course people are going to say things to you. And it kind of got me, like, really upset for a minute um, until I I tell this story with so much disgust for myself. (laughs) Um, I saw these two girls talking so much shit about me on Facebook, um, with underneath this video, just like going back and forth, like not just one comment, one comment, like whole conversation talking shit about my body. And I was like, I'm going to let them have it. So I went in, typed this huge ass, like sassy ass response, you know, and then I like clicked on their profiles after I said it, of course, and found out they were like 13 year olds. (laughs) And I'm like 27. Why am I talking to 13 year olds about my body? Like they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're saying. Even if they do, it's coming from a hurt place, you know, like, oh, so that was honestly my evolution of like, you can't be falling into that. You can't be even showing any acknowledgement or anything like that. You just got to separate yourself. I hear your disgust for, for, <laughs> for, for this behavior. I will say it sounds like you did, like your learning curve was steep on yeah. this. Because are you, tra- are you, t- are you telling me you had this, that you did this one time? Yeah. Okay. Like, I feel like, I feel like maybe when you get home after this, like give yourself like, a little pat on the back because I feel like a, a, a significant portion of my early career was like, fuck you. Fuck also you. And, and you, fuck you. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. because I think, um, I feel it. We can get pretty. Especially when, like, the thing, especially (laughs) when there's, like, justice involved. Right. For me, I'm, like, I'm not just working for myself. I'm working for the queer community. Oh, there you go. I'm working for butches. There you go. And I'm also working for people with less privilege than me. Uh So I'm working for people of color, like, who have this haircut, but it's also on a black body. And, like, I mean, I can get very (laughs) self-righteous and really, you know, the fire of of justice burns in my soul. And then... It it just is hard to keep in check mm-hmm. effectiveness yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And it's really, um, I have a rule for myself now where I don't even read YouTube comments. But Great job. On my Me in- neither. Right? Don't, read, don't read comments. Yes. Don't need that. On my Instagram, though, I have a rule that until I respond to every positive comment on my post, I won't respond to any negative ones. I love this rule. Yeah. I love this rule because I also think that something that I hear people say a lot that is like, so like, I think YouTube is a place like we don't have to read the comments. Well, we really don't. <laughs> but I also think when it's, and especially if it's like a Buzzfeed channel. Exactly. But if it's your own Instagram page, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people say this thing of like, well, just don't read the comments at all. And I think that they forget that like you, that means I'm also eliminating any positive comments. Yeah. Any comments where I might learn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like there are some things that I've just like, done wrong, made yeah. a mistake, had information delivered in a shitty way mm-hmm. or in a helpful way. Yeah. And I needed to know that information. Yeah. And like, I just think, uh, 
it often comes from somebody who, like, maybe doesn't have a lot of experience receiving negativity. Right. And I feel like, well, cutting yourself off from humanity yeah. isn't the answer. <laughs> exactly. And it's plus, like, I'm not Kim Kardashian where I don't have to look at my phone. You know, like, this is my this <laughs> is my business. Yes. And nobody's running this shit for me right now. That's right. And also, um, and my, I, I kind of on the other side of what you're saying, I've had people be like, um, no, you can't delete comments. Like, uh, you're deleting them. That's so wrong. You're taking away their voice. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's my Instagram. Oh, you can delete I'm, comments. I'm taking away their voice. That's exactly what I'm doing. Just like I would delete a negative person in my life, I'm going to delete this comment out of my life because I don't need to read that, you know? I, and I also, when I say you, I don't mean you. I mean one. One can delete. I had a, I had a friend give me context for this like years ago. And it's very similar to what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Like, right when I first was starting to ask myself this question, yeah. could I delete things? Um, and they were like, that's your house. Like, you actually built that. Exactly. We Because it's these companies have made us maybe believe that it's a public space. Yeah. But it's not. It's your yeah. house. So it's, it's not... Mm-mm. Like your Instagram page isn't the park. No, it's your house. Exactly. You know? and, I, and I thought that I was like, oh, this is such. This is so helpful because yeah. I was feeling like, like I like some First Amendment shit. Exactly. I'm like, no, do I, I have agree. to protect people's voices? And it's like, I agree. No, no, their voices for their house. Yeah, yeah. No, I like, totally. You, if agree. you want to take a screenshot of my thing, mm-hmm. write a post. Like, go off. And you know. Yep. In joie, mm-hmm, but, um, mm-hmm. but like, this is my house and I can protect it. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, and it's not something that I look to do all the time, but if there's a comment that really hurts me, yeah, I'm going to delete that and probably block that person. Word. Because we just don't need that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I'm into that. Yeah. Hey, Queeros, this episode is sponsored by Tomboy X. Tomboy X makes kick-ass gender-neutral underwear for all bodies, all genders, all sizes, and all the ways you see yourself. And now they're making swimwear. Air, 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 air. If you're dreading another summer of untrustworthy swimsuits that don't fit, don't flatter, and don't make you feel like yourself, check out Tomboy X swimsuits. They've got... Swim shorts, swim halters, swim racerback tops, swim board shorts, and swim unisuits, which is what I've asked them to send me. I will let you know as soon as it arrives. Just go to tomboyx.com slash Cameron to check out their awesome swimsuit collection. That's Query with Cameron Esposito listeners are going to get 15% off when they head to tomboyx.com slash Cameron and then put in the code Cameron. That's my name. Code Cameron, 15% off. TomboyX.com slash Cameron. When we started this conversation, you were talking about like some identities that you have intersection, like some intersectionality. Uh Um, When you describe yourself, how do you describe yourself? I really don't. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I feel like, um, I don't know. A lot of people ask me how I like describe my style and I truly don't know that answer. How I describe me. I mean, I date, I would, I'm a lesbian. I kind of go back and forth because there's so many like, I love, I love pansexual, bisexual, all these words that I also think I can fit into, which is something that I've just found throughout my life in general is like, I change things to not have labels because I'm so just like one minute I want this, the next minute, who knows, you know, and I like to be, I don't like to be like put into a box. And I know that's so like fucking cliche and everyone, nobody likes to be put into a box. Actually, I really, I don't think, I don't know that that's standard for, for queer community, for, for like queerness. And so I'd love to talk more about this because I, um, really, I, I like was looking at your face when you said lesbian and yeah. you're like, I get, you know, and yeah. for me, it's like, I'm a lesbian. Like, right. That's like, I don't have oh, an okay. I guess yeah, face yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, and when you said you're 27, is that the age you are now? I'm or 28. Was, you're 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder like, 
and you were saying that this is an evolving understanding for you. What was your first identity that made sense to you? Lesbian, for sure. And when, when did that happen in your life? When I was 16, I started dating my best friend. I don't know if this is like a, is this a normal story? Like a regular story? To me, all my friends, like, you fell in love with your best friend and that was it. Um, I mean, I I am, so I'm 37. Okay. So we are in queerness about 300 years apart. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, and so I fell in love with my best friend in high school, but okay. we did not date. Okay. Uh, because nobody was out. Literally right. zero people were out. Yeah. And, um... I and this person does not identify as having as any part at, at all in the queer community today. Oh, and um, that Oof. didn't. So, so were we in a relationship? I don't know. I left a lot of like Snickers bars in her locker and Aww. bought her two hundred dollar jeans for her birthday. You know what I mean? That's amazing. Well, sometimes you get a job. There you so go. You can buy. You are your a- your. Heter- you're, because you're in, you're in such a you're in such a heterosexual best friendship yeah. that you become <laughs> a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah. To buy that person lavender jeans. I feel you because you guys are best friends. I love that. You know. Yeah. Um, so my experience was a little different than yours. Okay. Okay. What was your experience? So I fell in love with my best friend. First of all, there were people at my high school that I hung out with that whether they were, I mean, like kind of people knew not really out and like running around the hallway with rainbows on or anything but just like people kind of knew i hung out with many people that were lesbians and wow but in my town of less than nine thousand people it wasn't talked about which is where where is this town um peru illinois wait what i'm that's I know where Peru is. Ew! Why? <laughs> well, I'm from the western suburbs of Chicago. I'm from Western Springs, which is like kind of okay. near. Uh, I guess maybe Oak Park is the biggest. Oh, okay. The biggest suburb, a couple suburbs yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um. Oh, yeah. So you know where I'm coming from, Peru, Illinois. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Are there are there people of color in Peru? No. Illinois? Okay, because I. <laughs> That's no. what I would have said no. also. But <laughs> there are not. Um, other than my dad, my brother, me, I could probably name all of them, which would be under 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. Rough times. I'm imagining. <laughs> Rough times. <laughs> How did your family end up there? Um, my mom lived there. My dad moved from Cleveland, Ohio to play football at the community college. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Does your family still live there? My parents do. Wow. Every time I go back, it's like I'm stepping in a fucking time warp. I mean, especially now that you have, like, I, I especially now that you have, like, facial piercings. Yes. Today you, have, today you have black lipstick yeah. on. Normally, you my hair a, is not like this. It's what, normally, like, lime green, pink, <laughs> orange. And is it always this? Because you have it really closely cropped. Yeah, is it it's always, always this short? short. Mm-hmm. I'm just imagining. I am. I am imagining Peru, Illinois. <laughs> you walking through. Shuck. With, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What's like the place? What's like the establishment that people will go there? Um. There's this place called Luz Legrados, which I will rep until the day is long. It is the best pizza, best wings. They have these little things called garlic nuggets, and they're just deep-fried dough with butter and Parmesan cheese and garlic on them. Try it. That sounds number one. Sounds great. Try number two. It. I'm just here. You go. You're you're <laughs> scooting in Toulouse the Grottos, and uh, yep, <laughs> just the whole town. Yeah. Well, and first when I moved out here. I was like, because I went to school in Joliet, and then, oh, yeah, yeah, I went to school there. Which also is pretty fucking white. It is, but way more diversity than anything Peru had ever thought of. Word. That Thankfully. Yes, yes, yes. Um, not, a, not tons, but a good amount. Yes. Um, so I went to Joliet, then moved out here, um, and my first few years when going to 
I've been out here for four years. So like maybe the first two years I went back home, I was like, let me, you know, try not to be so loud. And now I'm just like, they're going to look at me. They're going to look at me and I will give them something to look at. I walk around those damn streets like art. Yeah. <laughs> like Something you have never seen before. I wear my like uh, faux purple fur coats when I go back home. I'm just like, I might as well, to be honest. There's there's no leaving anything behind. So do you feel like here in well, wh- uh, what's your experience of living in L.A.? Oh, I love it. I love it so much here. Um, that's why I moved out here because when I visited, um, I walked down the street and I could, first of all, see people that looked like me, see people that looked better than me and that looked worse than me. And I wouldn't hear about it at the end of the day, what they thought of me <laughs> because it is so big that you don't hear anything. Oh, wow. You walk past people you don't know all the time. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. I mean, the other thing on that about, um, like, not getting feedback, something that's... Because, like, I lived in Chicago before I moved to, like, downtown. Okay. okay. And so um, that's a big city. It's, like, yeah. the third, you know, largest city in the country right now until mm-hmm. Houston takes it over. Um, mm-hmm. But... I think another thing that's pretty interesting about L.A. Um, is that people are pretty self-focused here. Yeah. Which has some negativity to it. It does, yeah. But it also has some positivity to it. Because sure. people don't fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way that I've been fucked with, with elsewhere. This yeah. is just my experience is that I get fucked with here way less. Okay. Um, I don't know what that's like for everybody. But yeah. I, um, I felt like... In Chicago, some of the, like, well, super racially divided city. Yes. And it's a super, um, super income divided city. Mm-hmm. And it's also, like, a city that's pretty, um, like, uh, misogynistic and homophobic, like, at its core. Uh, yeah. And so, um, and by the way, I also love that city. I'm just saying, yes. different to here. For sure. <laughs> there's, there, to me, felt like there's, like, some undercurrent stuff there where um, everybody's living in that soup. Mm-hmm. And so, they, f- everybody feels, I think, tense and, and judged. Yeah. So, everybody's putting tension and judgment out there yeah. here. Everybody's kind of, like... A little more self-focused. For sure. And so there's less tension and judgment around. It's not, not a yeah. perfect city. No, but yeah. It seems different. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're in a bubble here, to be honest. A good bubble. A bubble that I love. Yeah. But when I travel anywhere else, I'm like, oh, L.A. is my, like, place where you can you can look however the fuck you want here. I'm glad that's your experience. Yeah. I just, that's my experience too. Yeah. I've had I've had like very few um you know like I get I get called a dyke places. Uh-huh. You know, I've that's happened uh very Like few in times a negative here. way? Like on the, <laughs> not in the cool way. Not okay. in the cool way. Sorry, I was like, yeah. Like if, <laughs> not in the cool way that like you might call me a dyke, I'd be like, absolutely, thank you for seeing me. Did you see my response? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> no, what? negatively. Yeah. Like uh like on the street. Yeah. You know, like okay. out the car window. Oh. Uh neat. you know. Yeah, fun. <laughs> Do you not get that? Can people not place your I wonder No, if- no. Cause see, a lot of times, um, it depends because like today I'm very like body. Olivia Newton John. Yeah. Yes. Uh yeah, exactly. Sometimes I'll dress a little bit more street style. If anything, though, it doesn't I don't really get called a lot of I mean, quote unquote negative things. Um, it's usually just men coming up and hitting on me no matter what. Oh, that's interesting. Do you get that often? Men hitting on me? Yeah. Fuck no. Okay. Um, Just wondering. I mean, I used to have like one long side of my hair until yeah. like a couple years ago. And uh-huh. even when I just had like one long side, yeah. occasionally men would be like, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, and then I, before that when I had all long hair. But I think that, I'm going to say something that's, I think, true. Okay. I think if you are... A white woman that is like under fifty, uh-huh. and you have short hair. Uh-huh. That means something. Yeah, <laughs> and I, especially if it's not a pixie cut, because yeah. a pixie cut is like sort of the 
like maybe I'm straight. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I think that like after 50, a lot of white women cut their hair. Yes. But um, before 50, a lot of long hair on white women. Mm-hmm. You're versus right. Versus I think like, well, like I'll tell you, black women uh-huh. all the time yeah. tell me they like my hair. Yeah. White women do not tell me they like my hair. Really? Except, like, except, they're, except that they're like cool white. I just mean like an older lady. Yeah, like yeah, I just yeah. mean like I'm at the airport. Yeah. Somebody's like, I like your hair. It's an older voice. It's it's a black woman. Uh-huh. It's not like, there's not like a 50, uh-huh. 70 year old white woman being like, I love your short hair. That, yeah. that white woman's like, you're gay. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> That's But funny. I think it just means something a little different. Yeah. Like, I think there are a lot of black women who identify a bunch of different ways who have short hair. I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's not, um, it, it is interesting to think about because it doesn't, when I see short hair on black women, I don't necessarily think of like a sexuality exactly to go along with that. But you're right. <laughs> you're, you're very right for a white woman with short hair. That's under 50. Yeah. You're like, okay, well my odds. <laughs> I actually true. think that's true. Uh, <laughs> It's, I actually think maybe even, if I think about it even further, maybe that's, like, just true for black women. Yeah. Because I also think, like, because I have, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like if it's, like, if you're Middle Eastern woman, yeah. if you're South Asian, you're, like, yeah. if, and you have short hair, I think that also yeah. is an indication. I never really thought of that, but you're right. You're uh-huh. right. And I think that's what... Uh, yeah, because even when you think about, like, pixies and, like, shaved head or, like, a short little cute afro or something, I never, never think of anything when I th- see black women. Yes. Yeah. I wonder then, so if people don't mark, like, yeah, see you, visually know what's going on, mm-hmm. how do you let people know? Um, I really... Like, what do you say to men? I guess maybe that's a maybe that's, oh, a, maybe that's an easier question. I'll just be like, no, I date women. Um, I'm not. See, okay, that's this circling all the way back to when you asked me, how do I identify as, right? Yeah. First and foremost, yes, I identify as a lesbian. Secondly, though, there is like 10% of me that would be okay with dating a, a cis man. He would have to be very special. <laughs> and I've never, I haven't dated a man uh, in like six years, I think. Yeah. Or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think, um, I don't like want to completely, never would I completely shut myself off, even if I have like, physically, I haven't been around a man in forever, you know? But um, I always, if I were to fall in love with a guy, I'm not going to cut myself off from that because I'm like, no, I'm a lesbian, you know? So I always leave like a little window open and just like, I will accept love in any way, shape or form, you know? Um, but majority, 95% of me, 96% of me will be with someone who identifies as a female. Yeah, probably. I mean that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think uh I think on my end it's just like it's actually the dating. It's like it's not that I don't think men are attractive. It's that I'm mm-hmm. a, I it's that I like literally just don't think that it would even be possible in a like I just don't even want to talk to a guy yeah. as a in a as a partner, yeah. you know? I'd love to you. talk to a guy in other ways, but yeah. but I can't do that. So um that's why I'm like hard lesbian. Yeah. No, you know, I feel that. Because I just am like, it's, we wouldn't, I don't want to talk to you. So that, yeah. seems, that seems like a bad setup for you, <laughs> this man I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that, I think this might be true. Um, you could correct me. Like, I, I'm realizing, now that I know your age, I'm realizing <laughs> the people that I was like talking about, like I named like, it's like Lindy West or Roxanne Gay. Um, or, oh my God, what is her name? Uh, like super famous body pause model, red hair. Tess? Yes. Yes. Tess Holiday. Yeah. Um, She's my friend. Awesome. She's beautiful. 
Those people are older than you. Yes. I think maybe even they're all, like, I know Roxanne's a little older than me. I uh-huh. think the other ones might be my age yeah. or in my age range. Yeah. So, like, you're also experiencing body positivity uh-huh. in a different generation. For sure. And that's what, like, even the two people that I named, um, Gabby Fresh and Nicolette Mason, they are... I think maybe like four or five years older than me. So when they started, um, they were like the OGs and are the OGs of like the blogging world. Um, but even talking to them, they'll just be like how things are so different. And it's great in a sense that like um, body positivity and being confident in your body is is like a thing that's continuing to be appreciated and celebrated, but also as movements grow, it gets a little like what's quote unquote considered body positivity. It gets not saturated, but you know, more people get onto it and things spread like uh, what's the definition? What's this Things are changed. So I'm sure they've seen a lot of like things change and what's acceptable and what's not. And before, like on Instagram, people weren't like really, I mean, at least from my experiences, people weren't like posing naked, you know, and doing all this stuff. And now, like on my timeline, it's just like fat, hot, naked people. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> that's like <laughs> I curate the shit out of my timeline to make it. Um, I mean, of my Instagram feed to make it very like what I want to see. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure the movement has really, really changed. And for your since your like being, you know, sort of right behind the like pioneers or whatever, mm-hmm. then you're like getting the a little bit maybe boost fr- of from them. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then I guess I'm wondering then how much like what because I would imagine that they affected you and yeah. your like self-esteem and things like that. Yes. Because it matters when representation matters, but For then sure. I also wonder like w- how much just doing this in public has changed your perception of yourself. Like, like before doing that BuzzFeed video where you went yeah. in a bikini to the beach. Yeah. Like, what did you think of yourself yeah. before that? Um, it's honestly kind of interesting because I thought, like, maybe I had just started doing this. Um, but then I, like, thought back into, like sometimes in college where I was like, no, I've been doing this type of thing just in different ways. Um, in college, I, so like, I take a lot of pride in something that makes me truly excited is making people feel good about themselves and be empowered and feel confident. And so why I even did the video was not because of me. It was more so because other people could see something and hopefully go out and do this themselves. And then I looked back and like my um I was an art major in school in college and my senior thesis was I went around my campus and talked to a whole bunch of people I didn't know and got them to come in and pose in their bra and underwear and I was like I called it confidence is beautiful and they came in and they posed um wearing as little clothes as possible and just like worked the camera so you created Instagram is what you're saying <laughs> right you are the founder of Instagram and you need to sue Facebook <laughs> yeah um but it's cool to think that like <laughs> I've been low-key like doing this type of, you need the- yes I need this H2O <laughs> I've been low-key doing this type of like empowerment thing and I even um um, and during college, I also coached volleyball. Mm. I coached girls volleyball. I started off um, age 11 and ended at 18 elite um, for five years. And just like teaching them to be confident in themselves and like go out and like, you couldn't overhand serve before, but we're still going to overhand serve because you will sometime, you know, and just instill that stuff into them. So I, I, at the time, I was just doing that stuff, and then I'll get into situations like these where they're like, have you always been that bitch? And I'm like, yeah, I have always been that bitch. I've been doing this some way or another. Yeah, yeah I mean, that makes sense to me. I feel That's how I feel about myself, too. It's, exactly. And, I, and a lot of people, it's like you're always, you've always been doing the same thing. It just looked different, but, mm-hmm. but the uh, your personality and your, like, mission doesn't necessarily change. It's right. Just the and it doesn't outlets. have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That makes sense to me. I think I'm also asking, like, has this... I'll tell you why I'm motivated to ask this question. Okay. Maybe, like, for me, just standing up in space and uh, telling people that it's awesome to be gay. Mm-hmm. I honestly think, like, the... You know, the person who actually has heard me do stand-up the most is um, myself. Yeah. Like, and so I, I really think that if I, like, stepped away from my, like, social message for a second, uh-huh. I would realize that, like, mm, perhaps, arguably the person who's benefited the most yeah. from how much I focus on, like, it being okay to be queer is me. Yeah. Because yeah. I am the person yeah. who has been listening over and over again to someone be like, it's fucking awesome to be, mm-hmm. like— like to have this hair and these clothes, mm-hmm. like this, like I'm, you know, yeah, I'm repeating a mantra to myself that I've honestly massively benefited from. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the same for you. Like putting yeah. yourself out there like that is does that create this loop for yourself? For sure, I definitely think it does. Um, it's it's majority yes, sometimes no. Just because like I also put out there that I'm like a real ass person, like everybody <laughs> sure. is, you know? And we all have our <laughs> our things that like I will say probably 360 days a year, I love my body. There's those fives where I look at myself and I'm like I hate myself, you know, and that can be a second and that's okay. It's like what you do with that mindset afterwards and how you grow from those experiences. You can't be like great all the time, you know? Um, But I will say, I do think like just keeping that positivity. And even sometimes when I'm not feeling like, 100% great or anything, I'll just, like, go on a binge on my Instagram and I'll just repost people that are out here, like, working it, you know, and be like, okay, if, if I don't need to see me, if I don't take a picture of me and am inspired by that, let me repost everybody that I see that's doing, like, great things, you know, um, it's, it's, it's kind of, that's another thing that I do, but also just, like, trying to empower other people. I think that's kind of how I like let it out, you know? That I I think that that makes so much sense to me yeah. and I do think that I mean, first of all, if that if that is your real ratio, holy <laughs> fucking shit. Um 360 <laughs> to 5. Um, I wish. <laughs> I think I had this I I think I was talking to Mary Lambert on this podcast when we talked about this. So mm-hmm. I feel like I've said this to someone but I can't remember who it is. It's like what an unreasonable thing that culture is asking of you to um, – because you, like, are in this body pause mm-hmm. community or, like, have taken this on as part of mm-hmm. your life and work. What an unreasonable expectation then that for some reason you have to be some – like, I I, uh, I fucking hate my body uh, – a lot. Way more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I well, I had like a long struggle with an eating disorder that was like very active. Okay. That then I worked through. That okay. then you know now I need to keep in check in my brain. Yeah. But like, I would say if a human being looks at me, like mm-hmm. there's no, I don't know that there's like the visual cueing mm-hmm. that somebody else might, somebody else's body might get that like I worry about my body all the time. Completely. But visual cueing or not, yeah. I still fucking do. Yeah. And so I just think it's an unreasonable burden to put on you where it's yeah. like that, you know. Well, I'm first of all, like you saying what you just said in general, um, and just knowing the type of privilege that comes with that is great because um I don't meet a lot of people that actually say that. So that's really nice. Oh, yeah. Only just to hear, you know, and I can say the same thing for me is like, yeah, um, I know I am bigger than a lot of people, but I also know I'm not the biggest person and I need to help bring attention to bodies bigger than mine as well, you know, and different is mine as well. Um, so there is privilege that comes with this. So one, just thank you for saying that. Um, two, I I have a past of eating disorders as well from like 16 to 22 Oh, very similar time. Mine was a little younger maybe okay. actually, but like yeah. kind of stepped out of it at 22. Yeah, like yeah, mine yeah. started maybe around, like like was fully active um, from like 11 to 22. Oh, okay. But like 
22 is when I stepped out of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's um, it's it's hard having a past with eating disorders and being that like food is associated with how you look. And that's right. It's so, and also food is literally everywhere. And it's not, <laughs> eating disorders cannot be cure, cured through abstinence. No, no. And not that, not cured, cured is the wrong word, cannot be uh, treated. Yes, yes, yes. Through abstinence. Yes. And there are, um, and that's a, that's a tough, it every really single is. thing that anybody's dealing with has the, the, Tough, the things in the tough column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for eating disorders, the thing, one of the things that's in the tough column is you're surrounded. Yo, you straight by up it. still have to eat. Like <laughs> yes. it's like you're surrounded by it. You still have to eat. Yes. So it, it is really hard. Um, but I think it it's something. It's it's something that you learn from, obviously, and that you grow from. And I talked to a lot of people. I was in a few BuzzFeed videos um, talking about having an eating disorder, and I get a lot of people asking me questions about it. Um, and it's it's something that I've made into like a life mantra for myself for the past year, whether it's eating disorders or um, just confidence in general. And that's just realizing that truly we are not racing each other. Like we are truly on our own journeys and it's kind of hard um, to be on your journey and to see people around you be so successful and you feel like you're not successful, but then you have to take a step back and be like, that is their path you are still growing. They are still growing at different times, you know? And what we really need to do is uplift each other during this growth and during our times. And so that's something that I really try to do a lot. Like, um, and it's, I don't want to say it sucks because I'm happy for my friends, but I, uh, my friends are really successful people and I see them doing stuff and I'm like, wow, they got this brand deal. Like they have this podcast, like, oh my gosh, they're doing this. And I'm like, wow, I am literally a potato. And then I tell myself that sometimes people really love potatoes and <laughs> you really have to remember Yo, that. Potatoes are good. People they love they work for every meal. Yes. I'm a tater tot. <laughs> like I love tater tots. So you have to remember that no matter what you're going through, eating disorders, confidence, looking at, even if it's something as simple as like, you wore a colorful shirt today and I could never do that. No, that's what you did today. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow for me. You know, we just have to like sit here and try to uplift. I mean, I've been looking at your daddy necklace, just like I, I the number of times I've had a daddy necklace in the cart and not press purchase. Yeah, well, are I you just kidding? haven't. Just because I didn't find that right one yet, but that one's very. You good. need to get this one. I've had this is I've had this for two and a half years. Oh yeah, yeah. You need you need. I I feel very strongly that we are on the same page about this. We are here. I feel very strongly about this. I will this. uplift you. Yeah. to get this. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. uh, yeah. Well, and you can. I hope this is. Uh, I think this will be comfy to ask, but, okay. I, but you can always put a boundary up. Okay. Um, when you were, so you said till about 22, like yeah. what, what happened, what changed or what did you do in that moment? I don't, I don't believe that. I don't consider myself ever like, like I, said, I use the word cured. Like I'm not, I still have an eating disorder. Right, right, it's right. just that the disordered eating yes. around the eating disorder, yes. I have figured out a bunch of different ways to manage. Yes. And I'm curious if you would share anything that you um, figured out. To be honest, what, got me to stop. I was um, bulimic, mostly. Um, Would starve myself sometimes, but mostly bulimic. Um, I went to therapy at my college, and I was seeing this therapist, and things were intense. Um, I was not in a healthy point of my life. And I went to my therapy appointment early and she was in there with like the head therapist and like they were talking about me and said that um, they should send me to like uh, what are they called? Like a residential Yes, yes, yes. Like facility? to exactly to go get help and like stay in a place, um, which there's one in like Lockport. Or sure. something like that. And yeah. Um, and to go to an eating disorder facility. And I was like, 
I cannot do that. Um, for me, it wasn't even for me. It was like, what am I about to tell my parents? If I have someone who's like a, a therapist is like, you need to go to this treatment center, this rehabilitation center. What am I going to tell my parents? What are they going to? Cause at this time my parents didn't know, you know, um, what is my family going to do? And after that, I went into that uh, therapy appointment. I was like, Oh yeah, everything's fine. Like I, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm, I can bounce back. I'm great. Like and never went back again um, to that person. And just, I was like, no, I can, I cannot keep doing this to myself. My future is not going to a, a center like that, which 100% wasn't the best method of thinking because if I needed that help, I'm glad somebody would have helped me, you know? Um, but at the time, I think I just like spiraled out a little bit. Going to re rehabilitation centers is amazing and I'm so glad that they're there. Um, it's just not what I thought I could do at that time. So I just cut it. Was there a t then, so that sounds, I mean, I, I, I like, I have so much compassion for you in that moment. Yeah. What a little sweetie sitting there hearing, oh my gosh, that, right. that's tough. That's like a genuinely tough moment. Yeah. Um, but then like white knuckling through mm -hmm. something so difficult. Mm -hmm. Was there something or someone that gave you some relief or like, how did you get to kind of where you are now? Any sort of different therapist or talking about with people, honestly, like, to be or is this something you're still white knuckling through? To be honest, no, I'm I'm not. I mean, I feel like if you've had any type of um, are what are I mean, are eating disorders called addictions? In some way, you know, it's like I think it's like an ism. Yeah, is something I've heard people say if where it's like you've had an ism. <laughs> if yeah, you struggled like, with any <laughs> isms, um, you realize that it's always somewhere going to be there it's just yeah. how much i depend on it which is not that much anymore mm. you know um to for me to sit here and say i don't think of oh how can i change things quickly oh i could just starve myself like i used to right you know um there's always those thoughts that go through my mind, but it's just how much control I have over them now. Um, I feel like I am a very cut the shit type of person. <laughs> and I am like, you're going to go on and you're going to do this type of thing. And at the time, I think that's what I did is I was just like, I, I, no, I probably talked to my girlfriend about it if there was any sort of outreach because I didn't go back to therapy until literally three months ago. Um, talked to my girlfriend about it and just like went the fuck forward mm -hmm. because I yeah. I just didn't know what else to do. And yeah. So you started maybe telling yourself something else. Like yeah. when your brain told you that the fastest path was starvation. Yeah. You changed that story exactly. for yourself in your mind. Exactly. I mean, I can really relate to that. Yeah. I think another thing that happened for me is I saw, um, I started having girlfriends that had really healthy eating habits. Oh, that's great. Um, and that like helped me to just have like people that I love yeah. model some healthy eating habits. Um, and then, uh, I mean, that hasn't always been true, but I yeah. just like, my first girlfriend was like pretty solid around food and it was extremely helpful. That's great. Um, yeah. And I also like, started talking to people more honestly about what was going on with me because okay. I think that like, I think, and not even just like eating disorders, but like that, that's why I say like that white knuckling. It's like, yeah. I was keeping so much inside, you know, I also started being out at 22. Okay. So like, so like I was just white knuckling through so much, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you're in that zone, the need to control something. Yeah. You know, it's literally like anything. Mm -hmm. It's true. Anything, it's true. You know? And that's what it is. It's not even, for me at least, it wasn't um, when I started my eating disorder at like 16, I was like uh, captain of my volleyball team, um, working and trying to keep good grades. And I was always on some fucking schedule that I was like, what is something I can do that I have complete say over and control over? That was it, 
you know, eating was it. And so it wasn't even like, you know, I feel like some people, especially with my body type, people look at me and be like, oh, that makes sense. Like, you're bigger. Of course you want to look like everyone else. So you're going to starve yourself. Like, no, it wasn't even about that. It was like. uh, Oh, yeah, there's there is no correlation there. (laughs) I mean, truly, like, I will say. uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I will say, like. I believe that there is I believe that there is no correlation there because there was a time in my life when I was very active mm-hmm. in uh this where I was a, where I was a double zero. Oh gosh. Which is like do you ever do you, have you ever bought here's how you know that you are a thin person mm-hmm. if the if the size is smaller than the size. Yeah, you know they're like yeah. it's not even a zero. It's, it's actually a double. a double zero. Damn. And I felt I felt no different about I felt worse. I felt much, much, much worse about myself. But I felt, I felt no worse, and I felt no better than when I was a eight. Exactly. So having had that experience, I, I know yeah. that my brain is lying to me yeah. if it tells me that I will feel any differently. Yeah. And um, well, and so anyway, that's yeah. how that's how I will say. Yeah. That that, that I I know for a fact there's no correlation mm-hmm. because size has not changed my goddamn no, mind about no. myself so never <laughs> um and that's even you know again without the pressure of like somebody else saying to me like by the way have you considered yeah <laughs> you know uh, um yeah. I really appreciate your honesty of course yeah I uh appreciate the space and welcoming to be honest yeah because you know sometimes you're like okay what can I say Oh, bring the whole thing. <laughs> Here it is. I'm truly like trying to, uh, yeah, I want the whole thing. Anything yeah. that, that feels comfortable for you. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like I'm really grateful uh, for coming in and just to meet you. Of today. course. Yeah. We've covered a lot. We went through all the things. <laughs> we have. A lot of the things. And before I send you back out into your life, yeah, I always ask folks to shout out a queero, which is like a, a, somebody, could be a place or a thing that made you feel like you can be who you are today. <sighs> I'm going to be disgusting for a minute. Dis- yes, gross me out. Uh, Bring it. I'm going to, can I shout out my significant other? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, Yours, yours. Ew, but this is going to be like recorded. Ew. Okay, whatever. I said it. Um, I'm dating somebody which I, regardless of what happens in this relationship, their name is Kate and we've been dating officially for like a month and a half, but we've been dating like going on dates since October. So it's been like six months. Um, and regardless of anything about this relationship, this is the first healthy relationship I feel like I've ever been in. So I'm just so pleased. My breath has been snatched <laughs> out of my lungs. Yeah. It's just, um, I've been, I've dated a lot of the same people, which tend to be um, in the closeted women who just are not very confident in themselves. And no shade to them. I hope they're all great, but it's just done um, a job on me mentally. And to be with someone that leaves so much space for me to be me and is so confident in who they are is just... It it is beautiful to be with someone like that. So I'm very thankful. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And I I agree that. <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, pain exists when things don't. But I love that you said, like, you know, regardless of the outcome, because yeah. again, it's like you know, just a few minutes ago, talking about like. I am not. It turns out I am not with my first girlfriend. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, uh, but they they still you know impacted yes my life in providing a healthy thing yes that I got to experience and that does really matter when you have the opportunity to experience health with somebody else exactly yeah. right it's just uh yeah I feel like any way anything might turn out, I know I'm going to look at back at this relationship and think like, this was the starting point of me wanting better for myself. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. 
pow. Yeah. 28 and wanting better, better for yourself. <laughs> this is just the right time. I know. That's, that's the moment right there. I've waited so no, no, long. <laughs> no, no. That's This is what the 20s are for. Oh. Let me be like a ghost from the future and say your 20s and sometimes a part of your 30s are in learning uh, what you deserve. So okay. I'm really happy for you. I appreciate it. Thank you so that. much for talking with me. Yay, yeah, of course. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 